If you're a snowbird, you are familiar with the challenges that can come when transitioning from north to south and back again. The biggest question I get is how can I maintain my consistency when changing my home course for the season? That's why in this episode, I want to share the step-by-step guide to take the pain out of your snowbird migration. She Talks Birdie is for you, the golf enthusiast who wants to discover how to play the game you love better, smarter, and more effortlessly. If that sounds like exactly what you need to take your game to the next level, then I'm so glad you stopped by. My name is Dr. Shannon Reese, and in each episode, we'll take a look behind the curtain in your mind to uncover the simple mindset strategies that will help you play great. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's get started. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. If you're a new listener, I'm so honored you're here. Thanks for allowing me the opportunity to help you advance your mental game. I am so grateful for every listener and am committed to bringing you the most value I can possibly bring every single week. I want to take a moment to send a big thank you to Girl Terry for the review you left on iTunes. You wrote, These podcasts are a must for any level golfer. You will not only improve your game, but also enjoy playing golf more than you ever have. The last episode on getting out of a slump is for every golfer, beginner to pro. Thank you, Dr. Reese. Well, thank you, Girl Terry, for listening and for sharing your review. I'm so happy to hear that you're enjoying the episodes. You rock! Now let's dive into today's topic. We are quickly approaching that time of year when golfers who headed north for the summer begin migrating back south for the winter. I know this transition can be challenging for some, which is why I wanted to share my guide for avoiding the snowbird blues— There's so much to manage when you have to close up one home, make a trip to your other one, open it up, and get ready for a new social and golf season. The last thing I want you worrying about is whether your golf game will survive the trip. Many of my clients have asked me why they feel like they lose ground or actually play better in one location over another. Before I go further, let's get one thing nailed down in your mind. I want you to be absolutely clear about what changes. There are certain things that are a natural part of the snowbird migration that do change and that are not under your direct control, as well as changes you may choose to adjust to. Those are things this guide will address, but the most important things I want you to agree do not change are you, your swing, and your ability to play the game. If you're like many of the snowbirds I know, you seasonally park yourself in one location for a specific length of time. For that reason, it's easy to get comfy in the comfort zone of familiarity there. For example, you might get accustomed to playing a certain course or set of courses regularly. You might get into a rhythm of your social and golf activities, You might spend time with a location-associated group of friends and golf buddies. 
You might become familiar playing a specific number of rounds per week, perhaps including time playing in a league and participating in club events too. You might develop a strategy for your home course that helps you play with more consistency and security. You may follow a certain practice and or golf fitness routine when you're in one location, and you may have regular access to your favorite swing coach or trainer. But what do you do when you change locations? Do you create a game plan to help you successfully navigate the adjustments that come with relocating? Most golfers don't. And this is how the snowbird blues can develop, leaving you feeling as though you lose some ground in your game. Number one, you may find yourself on a course you don't like as much or that doesn't align with your game as well. You might be playing from different tees or find the fairways play tighter and the greens are harder to hold. The course turf may be different on and around the greens. They might be guarded by thicker rough, deeper bunkers, more water, or other architectural design differences. All of this may leave you feeling a bit rusty. Number two, your golf schedule might easily ramp up or take a backseat to other activities depending on where you are. Either way, this can also create a need for adjustment. For example, I have a client who plays a minimum of four rounds a week when she's in Florida, but puts her game a little bit on the side burner for the summer when she engages in a different sport she equally loves. She has struggled when returning to Naples to regain the ground she'd gained in the prior season before heading north. This cycle has repeated year over year, really eating into the limited window of time she has during the winter months to make progress in her game. She's described it as feeling like she's starting over every winter, and that's been very frustrating for her. Number three, you might not engage in any competitive rounds depending on the time of year, which can make you more vulnerable to feeling pressure to perform when you get back into a tournament-laden season. If this sounds familiar, then be sure to check out episode number 13, where I talked about how you can play without pressure by keeping your focus centered on one important thing. Number four, if a course is in a different environmental zone and was designed by a different architect, then it will likely provide a very different playing experience than what you've been used to for the prior season. Green speeds change, slopes can be different, bunkers might be deeper and rough less forgiving. This will change how you approach your game. Add weather conditions that differ and you might feel as though nothing you've been doing is currently working. Number five, perhaps your practice facilities change significantly, making it more difficult to maintain your practice habits, stabilize your swing changes, or just stay on top of your technique. If your swing coach is up north, are you still able to get regular check-ins to keep things working smoothly when you're down south? There can be a lot of adjustments you may need to make when you change your location seasonally. Fortunately, there are some simple guidelines you can follow that will allow for a much smoother transition when the time comes. Introducing the Snowbird's Guide to a Successful Golf Migration. What I'm going to share with you next is an assignment that I give to my Snowbird private clients to help them prepare in advance to have a successful next season. 
This process is designed to help you accomplish three specific things. Number one, reset your thinking. Number two, reset your strategy. And number three, reset your goals. Plan to go through this process no less than one month before you plan to migrate so you don't get so busy with the transition itself that you miss your opportunity to ready yourself for a successful season to come. Let's start with step number one, reset your thinking. The major advantage to being a snowbird is that you have the opportunity to play golf all year round. Even if the amount of time you have to play changes, you can still plan to make progress. You merely need a plan to make that possible. Resetting your thinking is a great reflective exercise that will help you see the best in the season coming to a close and help you leave the past behind so you may start fresh in the season to come. Before you depart for your northern or southern course, it's smart to take some time to wipe the slate clean so that you can indeed start fresh. The following are a list of questions that will help you complete this first step during which you will establish a current baseline of information about your game. Question number one. How much time will you have to devote to your game on average for the next season? Consider the amount of time you will have for both practice and play and how that might be different than the amount of time that you've been experiencing of late. Question number two. What are your current strengths in the bag that you will be taking with you to the next course? Think about what's been working, where you've been succeeding, and where you've been thinking confidently about your game. Question number three. What are some skills, shots, and or swing changes you'd like to set aside time to work on in the next season? Will you have ongoing access to a trusted swing coach? How much time will you need to devote specifically to training so that you have room to learn and grow without the pressure to score? If you haven't already listened to episode number 12, where I talk about why this is so important, you may want to check that out next. Question number four. What are your current statistics? Include all your basic numbers like fairways hit, greens in regulation, up and down percentage, and putts per round. Document your current yardage with each club, with and without rollout, so you also know your carry distances. This will prepare you for step number two, where you will focus on resetting your strategy. The easiest way to stay strategically sharp is by maintaining a cheat sheet for your northern course and a separate one for your course down south. Before leaving the course you've been playing all season, Take the time to document all the valuable information you've been gathering that has helped you play at your best. Add reminders for how to play each hole using your strengths in the bag. Include different options for each hole that position you to always finish strong. Add the best positions on every green to play to regardless of the pin placement. Add basic reminders for how to hit from the common lies you experience on that course like hitting from coquina or pine straw, thick rough, or high-walled bunkers. Add more information like whether it's better for you to putt or chip when off the green, and anything else you know is key to helping you play well. 
You will want to add to your list of reminders throughout each season so that the cheat sheet becomes an increasingly powerful preparation tool for you before you make each seasonal transition. The better your reminders, the easier it will be for you to review the strategies that set you up for success and are part of your preparation for the coming season. A quick bonus tip before I get to number three is a note about your conditioning. I have clients who ride in carts on their southern course but walk when they are up north. For them, it's important that they begin increasing their conditioning work to prepare for walking, especially when their course up north has lots of elevation changes too. So don't discount the changes you might face physically as well so you can prepare in advance. Now on to step number three, reset your goals. Your final step is to reset your goals. With your baseline information and strategic reminders complete, it's time to set some fresh goals for the new season. The best place to start is by reflecting on the goals you set for the season that's coming to a close. Did you hit your milestones, exceed them, or come up a bit shorter than planned? What were some of the many wins you experienced during the season? What were some of the most valuable lessons you learned? Start this final step with a celebration of how far you've come before you begin thinking about where you'd like to go next. Then make some decisions about what you'd like to accomplish in the season to come with the time you will have to devote to your game. For assistance with goal setting, be sure to review episode 10. Even if you know you won't be able to play or practice as much as you have been, I encourage you to complete this step so that you have a motivating carrot on a stick to go for in the time that you do have. If you just put your improvement goals on the back burner, you will likely lose ground in your game, which is exactly what we're trying to avoid. You can absolutely set some mini goals that can keep the momentum in your game going. Using your baseline information as a guide, select three measurable ways you'd like to move the performance needle in your game. Once you've chosen your three goals, decide what simple, single action step you will need to consistently take in order to reach each goal. Then it's just a matter of holding yourself accountable to implement your action steps every time you have a club in hand and to track your progress toward your desired goals. If you need any assistance deciding which action steps you might need to take that will make achieving your goals possible, be sure to join me for one of my Ask Me Anything live Q&A sessions inside my Facebook group that take place every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You will find more information on that by going to trainingfor-optimal-performance.com forward slash 014. This simple three-step process will help you make your next migration to your northern or southern course much better and will help you keep the ground that you've gained and keep making more. A little advanced planning can make all the difference. Are you in? To help you complete this preseason homework assignment, I created a PDF workbook that you can download for free by heading over to trainingfor-optimal-performance.com forward slash 014. That's trainingfor-optimal-performance.com forward slash 014. To quickly recap, the Snowbird's Guide to a Successful Golf Migration involves three easy steps. 
Step number one, reset your thinking. It's important to document your current performance baselines and get ready to make a fresh start to the coming season. Step number two, reset your strategy. By maintaining a running list of key reminders for how to play your home courses successfully, you avoid putting yourself in a position to relearn the lessons you've already encountered in the past. Step number three, reset your goals. Everyone wants to play better, but if you fail to make a plan, then don't plan on making progress. Carve out some new goals and back them up with specific action steps that will get you all the way to the finish line. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider heading over to iTunes to leave me a review. It's the best way to support this podcast and enable me to keep providing you with the actionable content you need to play great. And if you haven't subscribed to the She Talks Birdie podcast, what are you waiting for? That'll guarantee you won't miss a single juicy episode. I'll be back soon. Remember that things start changing for the better on the outside when you start embracing the changes that must take place on the inside. <laughs>